This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you would like more information about what you hear on today's show, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. During today's show, we're going to examine some of the things you should know about Social Security Survivor Benefits. An AARP article, Social Security Survivor Benefits, 10 Things Spouses Need to Know, has some great insights that I think is very important for our listeners. First, the article notes that in many, but not all cases, you're eligible to receive survivor benefits at age 60. But there are some circumstances in which you can begin taking survivor benefits before 60. Surviving spouses may be able to start taking benefits at age 50 if they are disabled and at any age if they're caring for a child of the deceased beneficiary who is younger than 16 or is disabled and is accordingly entitled to childhood benefits because of it. The next thing you should know about survivor benefits is that there's no deadline to claim them. That means you don't need to feel pressure to apply for them within a certain period of time after your partner's death or even at the earliest eligibility age. In many cases, you can decide when you want to begin taking them or whether to even claim them at all. Essentially, you can do whatever fits best with your financial strategy and goals. That said, you should promptly report your partner's death to the Social Security Administration. Funeral homes and similar entities will often take care of that step for you. But if not, you can call the Social Security's national hotline at 800-772-1213 to report the death. That number again is 800-772-1213. You may also report the data to your local Social Security office if you prefer. Another note, reporting your partner's death may trigger a one-time $255 death benefit for the surviving spouse. That one-time payment doesn't affect future survivor benefits. You may begin collecting survivor benefits even if your spouse had not started claiming their own benefits prior to their passing. In this scenario, survivor benefits will often be based on the amount of the late spouse's full retirement age, which is the amount they would have received had they waited to file at their full Social Security retirement age. Currently, 
the full retirement age is 66 years and four months for those who were born in 1956, and it gradually rises to age 67. If the deceased spouse had worked past their full retirement age without filing for Social Security, the subsequent survivor benefits grows widows and widowers are entitled to 100% of their late spouse's benefits if they claim survivor benefits at their own full retirement age. And at the full retirement age is different for survivor benefits and is currently 66, but will slowly rise to 67 during the next handful of years. At age 60, you may collect 71.5% of what your former spouse was receiving each month or would have been entitled to receive. From there, that percentage goes up in stages for each month you put off filing until your full retirement age. Be aware that any reduction you face for filing the benefits early is permanent. You will also receive 71.5% if you claim benefits in your 50s as a disabled surviving spouse. For those younger than 60 who claim survivor benefits because they're caring for a deceased person's children, the percentage is a fixed 75%. The fact that these percentages vary based on your choices is a great reason to work closely with the financial services professional. The article next explains that you can't apply for survivor benefits online. You can only apply for survivor benefits at your preferred Social Security office, either in person or over the phone. You can also contact the Social Security hotline at 888-772-1213. Oddly, unlike with retirement and disability benefits, there isn't an online application option. Additionally, if you were already collecting spousal benefits prior to your partner's death, Social Security will automatically convert them over to the survivor benefits once they've been alerted about the death. The AARP article next notes that you can collect a survivor benefit and a retirement benefit at the same time. If you're eligible for two different Social Security payments, both as a retiree and a survivor of a retiree, for example, Social Security calculates which payment is larger and provides you with that amount. Along those same lines, if you're in the unfortunate position of being widowed twice, you aren't able to collect survivor benefits based on the earnings of both your former spouses. Social Security will simply provide whichever one is larger. And if your own retirement benefit is greater than either of your surviving benefit checks would be, you would actually get that amount. Here's another wrinkle. You can switch from one to the other. Often, retirement and spousal benefits fall under the rule called deemed filing. With deemed filing, when you claim for one benefit, you are considered to also be claiming the other benefit if you're eligible for both of them. 
However, that's not true when it comes to survivor benefits. If you aren't already receiving any Social Security benefits, you can apply for that and survivor benefits simultaneously. And again, you'll receive whichever is the larger of the two amounts. But you don't have to. And that provides you with some financial strategy flexibility. Let's use the following scenario as an example. Your late spouse made significantly more money than you did during their lifetime. Here, you may want to ponder claiming your retirement benefit first in order to have some Social Security income and then wait until your full retirement age to take the entire larger survivor benefit. You can also flip this example around if your retirement benefit would be larger, certainly. This is a part of the process that could get to be a little tricky, so I'd recommend working through it with a financial services professional. As for how divorce plays into survivor benefits, the biggest key is that it isn't disqualifying. If you were married to someone for a minimum of 10 years before divorcing, you may be entitled to the survivor benefits based on your former spouse's earning history when they die. Essentially, the rules on age and payment amounts for a divorced spouse are identical as those for widow and widower. Furthermore, taking benefits as a surviving ex-spouse doesn't affect survivor benefits paid to the widow or widower or vice versa. For example, if both filed for Social Security at their full retirement age, both would qualify to receive 100% of the late ex-spouse's benefit total. Now, if you walk back down the aisle before you're 60 or 50 if you are disabled, you'll no longer be eligible for survivor benefits based on a previous spouse's earning history. However, you may regain eligibility if your later marriage ends because of divorce or death. Remarrying after those years doesn't affect your eligibility for survivor benefits related to a previous marriage. Children of a worker who died may be eligible to collect survivor benefits of up to 75% of what their deceased parent was either receiving or would have received from Social Security. As of July 2022, almost 2 million children are receiving survivor benefits. Children may receive survivor benefits if they're both unmarried and under the age of 18. They may also be slightly older if they're still attending elementary or secondary school on a full-time basis. Eligibility ends at high school graduation or age 19 years and two months, whatever is first. Those disabled because of a condition that happened before age 22 also qualify for survivor benefits. Lastly, stepchildren who meet any of the criteria I just shared may also qualify in certain situations.
When you apply for a survivor benefit on behalf of a child, you will be required to provide proof of their relationship with the deceased. A birth certificate or adoption record is usually sufficient. Plan well and retire at peace. If you've enjoyed today's show, visit us at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Genright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit him online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed on the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.